We are back. It is Ryan. And it is Gina. Uh, we are the TV Bees, and this is episode 10 of Bees Buzz, where we talk about whatever we want, whatever we want, because it's our show and not yours. <laughs> I'm over here fist pumping. It's summer. We have our drinks flowing. And I feel like we can basically, like, do anything that we want right now. Yeah, and what we're going to do tonight is talk about what is making us buzz. We're going to be talking about the top headlines, the top movies, in our opinion, the top TV shows, in our opinion, and all the important things in life, specifically us. So tune, keep listening, and uh, keep those ears tuned for a fun-ass time. Stay buzzed, you bees. All right. So, um, how are you? I am doing so well. I'm so happy to be back and just basically recording with you. I'm very happy. It's been, what, about three weeks since we did Ratchet? About, yeah, three, three four, four weeks. weeks. Yeah. And I just, I love our buzz. I love our supplemental podcast mm-hmm. because it really is a chance for us to sit in front of my window in the guest room and basically we banter and watch all of the neighbors walk by and take our succulents, pick our in our, suppli- <laughs> in our succulents. You guys, we have seen so many interesting things. We haven't seen anything yet today. Well, I did this morning already, but not with Ryan. So as the podcast progresses, hopefully we will get to share with you our neighborhood watch. I did see your fine-ass neighbor just now. He was stretching on his front porch and spreading them legs oh, before Ryan he went on his Oh, Ryan was loving that little, like, runner bounce. You know, that oh, little, like, yeah, bounce for your, like... His ass was, like, when he <laughs> ran. It's that moment where you turn on your, like, earbuds and you're like, damn, that Spotify song. For me, when I'm, like, doing anything, I'm like, I'm going to listen to the same song over, over and, and over and, and over. Because uh-huh. if it changes to anything else, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to sulk. I'm going to be sad. Do you have a Do you have a current, like, go-to song at the moment? Um, anything Kanye West, like original Kanye West like like uh, OG, late registration yeah, OG, Kanye West I'm all about little baby all about g Easy, all about Justin Bieber um that Peaches song oh yeah 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 I just I feel like now that we're kind of like summer 2021 is here we've missed out well no I'm gonna take that back we haven't missed out we've had missed opportunities we were bunker down and now it's kind of like the emergence of music of people of art of movies of tv shows of basically anything and everything and i feel like everyone is just kind of like let's fucking go summer 2021 um and i'm here for it but most importantly i guess we're talking about music right now and i feel like g easy little baby justin bieber who else am I missing? There's those are like top three. Okay. Right. They just they're giving me that like sexy, I'm coming back on the scene vibe. I I love a good Kanye moment. Cold is on a lot of my playlists. Mm, good, good. I love Kanye's workout plan is always on like my fun playlist. 
but lately, uh, do you ever, like, uh, I don't really like pre-made radio stations based on my listens. Okay. Because it also goes back several years, like, oh, you listened to, you know, Sierra's Ride a hundred times in 2017, let me make that a part of every yeah. playlist that Title curates yeah. for me. So, like, I tend to make my own between, like, 10 and 20 songs, depending on the task at hand. It's always maybe, like, 25 songs if I'm taking a bath, because they always ask for encores. Oh, I love um, that. But lately, um, on every single playlist I've made over maybe, like, the past three weeks, whether it's taking a bath, doing chores, um, walking, mm-hmm. uh, Captive Heart by Selena, and... Uh, Jalebi Baby by Tesher. Okay. Both of those are on every single playlist. We might have to I've play the recently. second one. Okay. But, and we'll get into Selena um, in a little bit because I'm all on there, 100% there. But yes, I think we need to play that second song you mentioned because I don't know if I've heard it. Yeah. Or I've heard and I just don't know who it's by. For sure. So I feel like if you, that's your number two, then like I have to have like gotten down to it yeah like right now but like maybe like a month or two ago like Ava Hearts My Head My Heart was on every single Mm. playlist so like every you know every once in a while there's like a song that just is the must be on the playlist song okay so custom not your own custom curated playlist not like what title or spotify or pandora no i always make my own playlists depending on the mood you know sometimes sometimes i just want to cry in the bath Mm -hmm. so i'm going to or you want to bounce in that bathtub sometimes i want (laughs) to clap up in there sometimes it's like i'm making a music video the whole time and the camera's right there and i'm just serving yeah sex the whole time. You should get a mirror, like, on the top. I don't want to see oh. that. <laughs> no music videos here, folks. No, in my mind, I'm looking great, but I probably look like a fucking seal at the pier. <laughs> um, well, I love that you can take baths because we have to, like, physically, like, clean out our bath. Well, our shower in order to have a bath. But unfortunately, the water gets way too cold. So it's basically just me in a tub of cold water while I'm like thinking that I'm having a great time and smoking a joint and like having that moment that people Instagram and they're like, oh, relaxation. And I'm like, I am literally in a tub of freezing cold water right now. Slish slashing around. It is not fun. That's a pro. You know, I actually have, uh, I unscrewed my shower head, you know, the the, you know, the thing that yeah, turns yeah. and controls hot, cold, and I've actually adjusted, like, the little stopper to make my levels hotter, so I usually mm-hmm. enter a boiling hot bath, like, I'm basically a lobster for the first so few minutes. So it's like you're in ratchet, in a way. Yeah, a little bit, just for a few minutes. <laughs> you and sizzling. And yeah, then... I'm sizzling, and then I let it get to me, you know, a little bit, and it'll cool down, and then I drain it a little bit more and then I add more hot water and I could I could stay in the bath for a good 90 minutes professional oh I love it I have my bath bombs I still use Mr. Bubbles oh love that I love the smell of it I recently saw I recently saw there's a perfume that's Mr. Bubbles scented and I'm not gonna lie I would probably wear that every day I wonder what it smells like if it's like more bubble gum or if it's more just like well the thing that I love about Mr. Bubbles (laughs) is it's not bubble gum it 
it, it it's I don't know it's like floral candy but like powdery and fresh I, I don't know it, it has- was like the first I feel like the first powdery fresh scent of that time period if you look back which I'm sure you have not done this but I've only done this because of the boys uh-huh. um so when they take baths like and the very beginning of watching them. By the way, you guys, I'm done with my nanny duties. So I'm basically talking about what I did during the pandemic, which was watch our nephews. Um, and originally they had Mr. Bubbles. Once that ran out, we basically had to like make do with like our own creative shit. But I looked up like what are old Mr. Bubble songs besides like the Mr. Bubbles, you're the one. And these videos are so crazy. It's just like crazy because it's old school, but it was like the first of its kind. Like you can actually have a bubble in a bath and make it fun and not creepy. Cool. Anyways, I highly recommend if you haven't already done so, look up the OG Mr. Bubble video and songs. While we're on that subject, and I've already made up my mind, we're watching this tonight. Yes. Uh, It's called Bathtubs Over Broadway, and it's about this man who collects vintage records of, like, back in, like, between the 40s and 60s, these big companies, such as, like, Hoover Vacuums, would put on these musicals advertising (laughs) their uh, product for these big conventions, but then they'd also print records of, like, the recordings of these musicals. Okay. And this documentary is, like, showing, like all of the records, a lot of the records that were made during, like, this period of records that people don't know about and how it's such a niche thing. That and is But people still know about yeah. it. So, like, same oh, vein. Yeah. Same vein. I'm there for it. Uh, speaking of things that we've watched, I want to know what your top three things since the last time we've spoken that you've watched are. Okay. So, uh, this is like breaking news. Um, but anyway, last night I went to my parents and I like sharing with them things that like I recently watched that I think that they would really enjoy. So for example, I watched Behind Her Eyes on Netflix. My parents are starting that right now. I highly suggest that. It's not in my like top three, but just putting it out there that I share with them things that I think that they would enjoy. So last night we had dinner and then after dinner I was like, have you guys, basically my HBO Max isn't working (laughs) at home. Like there's some problem with it and I can't play anything. And so I've been wanting, basically like desperately trying to watch Kate Winslet's new show on HBO Max, it's called Mayor of East Town. I've heard of um, it. And it has our boy, Evan Peters. Oh, really? He is a star in it. Um, AKA, he comes in episode two. Anyway, I've been wanting to watch this. And so last night, my parents were like, What do you want to watch? Because The Masked Singer has already ended. Um, oh, who won? Nick Lachey. Which one was Nick Lachey? Nick Lachey was. 
I th- oh, the pig. The pig. Okay, okay. Sorry, spoiler alert, everyone. Was was uh, we are a spoiler friendly podcast, yes. so so your turn it off, off now if you want to. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mayor of Easttown, Cruel Summer, Outer Banks, Real Housewives, Queen of Meth, Selena, Alias Grace, Below Deck, <laughs> um, Lupin, and a couple of books. So if you don't want to hear about any of those, shut it off now. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance to leave. <laughs> One and only chance. Anyways, um, so long story short, my HBO Max is down. I've desperately been wanting to watch this show. Just check it out because on social media, I see all of these posts all the time, especially at like the series finale. So, and it's like a, I think a short series, like a limited okay. series, kind of like, um, the undoing or the something undoing. like that. The undoing, exactly. And so Kate Winslet, I mean, oh, love her so much. But to see her in something that's kind of like, I don't know, like cringeworthy and raunchy and crunchy. And she's just very unhinged in this show. She plays a detective in a small town, extremely small town. I mean, smaller than our small town we grew up in. Oh, wow. And she's trying to solve not only, like, a new murder, but um, I guess some, like, suspicious things from her past and present Hmm. life. Um, Anyways, two episodes in, I, especially now that I know Evan Peters is a part of the cast, I think there's only like eight or nine episodes, so 58 minutes each. I am obsessed, and if my HBO Max worked, um, I would be basically like already done and could talk to you about the entire season. Because it's not working, I guess I have to go back to my parents to watch the rest. But they love it, so that makes me like happy that we can share like a show together. I love that. So Mayor of Easttown, if you're into psychological thrillers, Murder Mystery, anything Kate Winslet, anything Evan Peters, I would say check it out. A couple other things I've been watching, Cruel Summer, Hulu. I was waiting for, like, Cruel Summer to come out with, like, the Cruel Summer, Mm -hmm. but that was not the case. Um, They're more into Fiona Apple, which, all good. Cruel Summer is... I've been a bad, bad girl. Yes, and... There's two bad bitches involved. It's so good. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it got, like, in the upper, like, 80s. So that's when you know, like, it's not just, like, a Gossip Girl or, you know, any of those CW shows. It's directed by or written by Jessica Biel. And Jessica Biel, I feel, is actually, like, pretty dark. She directed starred and wrote part of the sinner like the first season oh really um, i don't know if you ever saw that on netflix no it's like multiple seasons but she starred in season one super dark i if you're into that kind of thing if you're into dark eerie kind of along the same like wavelength of mayor of east town um the sinner season one is amazing but it also causes you to like start thinking about really dark shit but anyways she's a part of cool summer so that's how i knew it would be like something other than like a riverdale um so you think cruel summer you're like uh, is this gonna be like some like 
teeny bopper bullshit that I could have watched on like, you know, like eight o'clock PM, like on a weekday. Yeah. Or is this going to be like some good juicy, like drama that also has like an actual legit storyline. And it's all of those things. And I binged it in like literally two days. So Cruel Summer, Hulu, I've actually already completed that. And Outer Banks um, was a recommendation from a friend and I pretty much love it so far. It's about like same kind of like eerie small town. There's a secret, a ton of like hot young, like hot young cast, kind of like how like the CW has like always those hot young teenagers who are really just like hot young actors that are our age, but they're supposed to be in their teenage years. Um, Outer Banks is really, really good. It also has great IMDb and Rotten Tomato ratings. Um, I'm going to like keep with it and I'm pretty sure Netflix, like they signed them on for, I think season two and three. So yeah, Mayor of Easttown, Cruel Summer and Outer Banks. If you watched any of those, please let me know. Especially uh, Cruel Summer, since I've actually finished that one. Mayor of Easttown, I don't want to know what happens, so keep it to yourself. And Outer Banks, if it's already signed on for more seasons, that's a good sign. I say in order, I'm going to watch Cruel Summer, Mayor of Easttown, and then Outer Banks. Yeah, Outer Banks is definitely like left field. Yeah. When I started it, first episode, I was like, ah. I feel like this is more a recommendation from the type of show the person that recommended it to me like would watch. Yes. But then after like a couple of episodes, I'm like, ooh, okay. I can see why this is a Netflix original series. Um, so I would say if you do start it, if that's the end of your list, keep with it. But yeah, Cruel Summer, I think hopefully our summer is not like that, but uh, it's a good one. And it doesn't have Sarah Michelle Geller, so. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rai? What have you been watching? Well, I feel like there's so many things to discuss. Uh, I, I'm, I'm only going to discuss things that I've watched in, like, the past two to three weeks. Okay. So, the first one, I was scrolling through Netflix and Hulu and Prime and Sling and just everything, and I couldn't find anything that interested me. So I hit the home button on the Roku, and there was a banner on the side for Discovery Plus, and it was this lady looking over her shoulder, and it said Queen of Meth, and I was like, oh, that looks something that I would want to get into. <laughs> Not meth, Not but the, the math show. Part. <laughs> because, like, I was like, oh, gosh. It, it was like, is this, like, a Breaking Bad thing? Is this a documentary? I want to know more. So I downloaded the app. I did the seven-day free trial. Canceled it immediately, so I didn't forget to cancel it later. Uh, but I watched... It's only three episodes. It's called Queen of Meth. Yeah, you know the... You know Roseanne? Roseanne Barr? Star of the Roseanne of show? Of course. Uh, she was married to this man named Tom Arnold. His sister was the queen of meth of the Midwest. She was basically the Walter White of Breaking Bad of the Midwest. I forget if she made her own meth or not, but she controlled the entire distribution, the entire empire. She was banking. She was uh, recruiting people. She had her own distribution centers. She was 
in the middle and the leader wow. of this whole entire meth ring based in Iowa. Of course. Of course. And it was, it went across, I think, five states, her empire. And uh, they were trafficking at one point, drug trafficking. And they ended up getting caught. And she's good now. She's very interesting. I would love to. So she's like still like alive, kicking it. She's alive, kicking it. She's still living. And not in jail. Oh, her neighbor's back from his run. That was a quick one. That, that must was have a been very quick run. Just like a little lunch break run. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, I hope you get to see the jiggle. Okay. But uh, Lori Arnold, she. His she, hat is matching his shorts. That's really That's, that's a really, really nice touch, nice isn't touch. it? Uh, Lori Arnold is. Um, yeah, she's still alive. I lost my train of thought because, damn. He's been watching that bounce, bounce, bounce. Um, watch Queen of Meth on Discovery. Plus, if you liked Breaking Bad and if you liked. Tiger King, I feel like it's kind of like those two things combined. So where it's a doc it's like, series? It's, or? it's a three-episode okay. documentary series. Three or maybe four episodes. They're about an hour each. Okay. Super, it's a super easy watch. Like, it's an afternoon watch. Yeah. Um, Love those. <laughs> it, it's a great... So is she just, like, living a normal life? I don't want to do too many spoilers, but I'm super, like, intrigued. Oh, yeah. She just lives a normal life now. She, you know, she's, like how, she's making reparations, whether okay. it's, uh, you know, trying to rebuild a relationship with family members or whatnot. But yeah, she's, she's wild. There's also a wild sub story of the man that she was married to and how fucking crazy he was. Um, yeah, it really is something that needs to be watched because it has like the same crime doc element as Tiger King, but then there's also like that drug kingpin of meth Walter White type of thing that she has but she wasn't a gangster she was just kind of like a mom okay but was like she still like Walter like trying to like make ends meet or was she like wanting yeah, she, this like she, lifestyle uh, well in her case it wasn't like oh I have a goal of making this much money she was like oh yeah this is great money I tried it once now I'm gonna take over everything did she do math as well she did do math oh, okay. she did do so math she as well yeah I, and a lot of the people that they interviewed who worked for her also looked like they were on the pipe gotcha in the Damn, that would have been pretty sick if she was the queen of meth without ever touching it. There's this one lady who used to sell for her, and throughout the whole thing, she has the jumbo size 7-Eleven, <laughs> like, disposable cup in several interviews, and it's like, damn, this woman probably wakes <laughs> up every morning like, oh, I need to go to 7-Eleven to get my super size. It's the big gulp. The That's big gulp. <laughs> The big. I'm all gulp. about the big gold. Go on, sister girl. But she was interviewed in several different outfits. I, I so it must be over several different days. But every day she had that big gold, and that was really fascinating. Oh, for Everything sure. was fascinating. But I was like, damn, you stay with that you big stay gulp, girl. Um, that. <laughs> another thing that I watched. I watched this last week. It's called Alias Grace, mm. and it's actually based on. A true story of this maid named Grace who killed her landowner, like the owner of the house, and his mistress or his wife. Um, and she was 
she had multiple personalities, so she thought she was this person named Mary Whitney at times, and she would, like, just black out at times and think that she was this person, and this murder happens, and she has no clue what's happening, and basically the whole show happens in interview format, where, you know, in the 1800s, this psychiatrist or psychologist or detective, he's one of those, um, is interviewing Grace, asking her about what happened, but then the majority of the episode happens in real time of the murder or, like, the events leading up to it, and the whole episode is just that playing out, you know, years beforehand, and it has a lot of cinematic and uh, spooky elements that reminisce the haunting of Hill House and the haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, interesting. And it's a Netflix original. So is it a thriller? Yeah, I would say it's a crime thriller with elements of psychological horror. Ooh, sounds up my alley. Yeah, like Shutter Island-ish, but not Shutter Island, but you know that whole like dissociative element. How many? Is it just like one season? Are there multiple? I think it's, uh, it was less than 10 episodes, just one season. I feel like there won't be another season. I feel like everything's wrapped up really nicely. Um, also because it was based on a true story, there's not really a lot to build on unless the rest of it's just pure fiction. Okay. Um, because I, I don't think this girl led an extraordinary life after the murder and the trial and, like, the investigation. I feel like she just... You know, like, you know, I was was accused of this. Yeah. Time goes on. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, I highly recommend that. Okay. The thing that I watched most recently, and I was surprised at how much I liked it, because it's something I've been putting off for so long, (sighs) is Selena. So good. Gina, I watched the entire series, part one and part two. I started at about six or seven o'clock on Friday night. Mm -hmm. I was done with the entire series by 3 p.m. the next day. (sighs) I mean, I, like, believe it because it is so, it is so good. And to be honest, screw all of the reviews. The reviews are not amazing. But I actually watched this with Corey. Corey, I don't think, would ever watch something as, like, I, we all know the ending. But to get there, it's pretty much, like, a fun, fared, um, I don't know run-of-the-mill like series that's like happy and it is very like cheesy but it's just amazing in so many different ways and I don't think he would have ever watched something like that with me if it wasn't just like it made you kind of feel a certain type of way I cried at the end I oh cried my so God. hard it wasn't even me like too. at the shooting it was the aftermath the people finding out about it the people mourning over it when they had, when they were all sitting as a family together and heard I Could Fall In or Dreaming of You mm-hmm. for the first time, God, everything about, like, the final five minutes about that reminded me of, like, that moment that I always cry at a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. And so I was bad. going into it so apprehensive because it's like I've seen the behind the music. I've seen Selena starring Jennifer Lopez. I've, you know... 
I remember my nanny was Mexican and I remember her telling me about mm-hmm. the murder when it happened in the 90s and her her daughter was showing me like you know magazines and I was like and every time I saw Yolanda I was like oh I hate like still I see her face and I think I hate her and is I just she think out of jail? Evil. No her parole is in like 2025 or 2024 so wild that she didn't get life Uh, really it it truly is i mean she's she's hated she's hated um but i saw a tweet recently that's like i swear to god if yolanda gets released out on parole i'm gonna throw hands on that's on comola floor (laughs) (laughs) i mean i this like series is so like it's like light-hearted it's carefree but it showcases like how, I love showing her designing oh, yes. and her, her love evolution for fashion. of style. Yes, her like oh. way around a bedazzler is she iconic. She was good. <laughs> the way she glittered them boots. I just and a true about talent, her. a true talent, and I love the way that she came back and spoke to I forget his name, but she led his festival and she spoke in perfect Spanish oh. after being humiliated by him the She's previous like, gonna, time. She was so determined to like get everything on her list. Like, I'm gonna get this boutique. Nothing is gonna stop in my way. I'm going to marry the love of my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to stop in my way. And she it's not like she stepped on anyone. It was more so like figuring out the right conversations to have with like family or like investors, supporters, whatever it may be. Like it just made me see a side of her that like, I don't really remember the movie too much. I feel like they've started playing Jennifer Lopez, Selena way more after like the series ended. So I appreciate that, especially now that I like, I'm so intrigued by like Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck again. Yeah. But uh, I don't want that to take away from Selena herself. But I do want to mention Selena, um, the actress that plays her, was in Walking Dead. And she like looked very familiar to me. And I really fear, feel for a moment that that one actress from Euphoria, um, I can't think of her name right now. Oh, she plays uh, Maddie. I thought that she was a top contender for, like, Selena. And then when I started the series, I was like, where is she? And then realized that the main actress is the actress from Walking Dead. So Christian. You, Christian something. If you're a Walking Dead fan, you'll be like, oh, my gosh. Because it's, like, a huge... It's a night and day difference. But power to you, girlfriend. My is one she, question is, did she sing? Or I, It was all Selena's songs. It was all, it was Selena. all Selena's okay. songs. Gotcha. I, I, I'm a huge Selena fan. I, no, nobody, Jennifer Jennifer sang for Selena. Okay. Jennifer sang for Selena. I don't think Christian, whatever her last name is, yeah. sings. But... She she doesn't look like Selena. Like Selena was beautiful, but she wasn't she wasn't as snatched and refined as the actress who played her. Mm-hmm. But she still looked gorgeous and was able to do a celebrity a portrayal impersonation yeah. very well. So and well. I feel like she embodied her character a little bit better than Jennifer. Like mm-hmm. Jennifer got the 
performing aspect down in terms of vocals She was like in all dancing. the fields. That um, bitty bitty bum bum. I was yeah. like, go on, girl, dad ass. I was like, all right, yes. queen. But yeah, it, it, great series. Um, and uh, you guys know I love anything biopic, such as Feud. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I... I uh, uh, queen of Meth, alias Grace, Selena... I've seen Selena, so I feel like I can probably get through Queen of Meth super, like, like you said, one afternoon, so that'll probably be next for me. And then Alias Grace would be, like, after an edible on a weeknight. Totally. <laughs> but I'm so glad we just, like, actually have things to watch. Yeah. for a while, there was, like, definite lull of Netflix. And now sure. I feel like things are back. And ish, yeah. depending on what county well, or state feel, you're in. I feel but... like the lull in terms of like streaming services, where there was a period of six, you know, months where they couldn't film anything. So things are finally now just catching up. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting an influx of it. Like once it's edited, it's like, all right, somebody make the poster. Somebody Let's schedule get the after upload. It. Yeah. Um. But we could also see things outside of the home as very recently here um yes and i don't know if like we want to do this today but our movie theater down the street is open again the one with the couches yes we have like our little tvbs we have a it's called the rialto cinemas but it's basically like we like to call it a speakeasy because you can I mean, I think all movie theaters do this now, but we like to think that we were ahead of our, our time in this small town sure. where we could get alcohol, a.k.a. drink wine or shams with popcorn while we watched movies and eat like pizza and tater tots at a table while watching a movie on a couch. And hopefully they've upgraded the couches. But yeah, they were looking nasty. The theater is back open. And I think besides like having a GoFundMe and all that jazz throughout the pandemic, they also try to get creative. And they were doing like snack Saturdays where they would like sell like popcorn, their pizzas, like all of their like food candies, I'm sure, that my guess were, were like about to like go stale or like, you know just like expire and I don't know who like bought shit from the movies but I kind of thought that was like creative if you had kids and you're like it's movie night and you're buying a movie that's like $20 yeah. at home because you can't go to the movies and then you're like actually going to like the movie theater down the street and getting like snacks from there as though you were actually there but now we can actually go to the movies, mm-hmm. and you've been. Yeah, I just went on. I just went on Sunday. It was honestly a wonderful experience. Um, uh, so I am a subscriber to Cinemark. So basically, each month I'm charged like nine or ten dollars, and I get movie credit uh, rewards for every dollar spent, and like. Tw- 20 maybe 30 percent off on everything from tickets to concessions okay so they paused it of course during covid because everything was closed but i still have several credits left over and they're not going to start like i charging me until i think things are at a certain capacity that's neither here nor there but now we're able to reserve our seats uh on at any cinemark theater 
and choose the seats that we want. So uh, I chose the very back, uh, middle two. Immediately once you select the two tickets that you want, they block off two seats to the right, two seats to the left, so nobody could reserve seats nice. there. They also have every other row okay. open, so you're always socially distanced. Masks are not required inside of the auditorium, okay. considering that people are eating and drinking, but do keep it on if you want. And um, the person that I was with was the only person that really kept it on the whole time, because I was just constantly shoving <laughs> my face. Uh you can also have your concessions delivered to you. So at the time that you order your tickets, also order your popcorn, your hot dogs, your candy, whatever you want. They don't have fountain drinks right now, okay. but they have a selection of like bottled drinks. Anyhow, I thought it was a very excellent experience. I was able to order all of my concessions the day before. I still brought a few things that they don't have in my fanny pack. Um, but, you know, I got delivered my tub of popcorn, my bottle of Coke, because there's nothing like a Coke with your of buttered course. popcorn, and my crunch munch a bunches You know, love the, yeah. those. Do you put them in the popcorn? No, no. That Do you gets ever messy. put, that like, messy. anything in my popcorn? No. Oh, I like raisin buds? I hate raisins. Okay, I honestly, like, so I watch This Is Us, um, and they do that all the time. Like, it's like a thing in their family to put. Raisin duds in the popcorn, and my family was very much, we would never be able, well, I was not allowed, I guess, we, meaning me, <laughs> I was not allowed to ever, like, get candy unless I was with my friends. Yeah. So, like, for people to put candy in the popcorn is, like, mind-boggling yeah. to me, because I'm, like, I was never able to do either, like, get the popcorn or get candy, so mixing the two, I'm, like, oh, my God, like... That seems like an amazing, like, opportunity. I don't like touching <laughs> melted food. Mm. So, like, it's weird to me, like, picking up a... Cl like, if it, if the chocolate was dried, almost like, like zebra popcorn, okay. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, just having the candy put in hot popcorn and it's, like, melting, I don't like that. It's, like, I watched this video recently and this person put butter and a bunch of like Werther's original hard candies uh, like the caramel hard yeah yeah and oh, those are so good they made like a syrup out of it and then they added the popcorn kernels to it mm. and it made caramel corn in real time but they were picking it up and it was like clumped together and like the caramel was still and wet. so it was just like it just <laughs> looked it yeah. just looked so unappetizing so no never that Always plain, extra butter, must come with a Coke, cherry Coke preferred, but if they don't have a fountain drink, then regular is fine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just eat the munch a bunch separate. I also eat one thing at a time. Usually I'll, like, gorge popcorn for the first hour, and then I'll switch to dessert and then have a little bit more popcorn. Okay. But, it's yeah. a little sandwich. Mm -hmm. sandwich, a little sandwich. I kind of love that, like, even though we've been through a very hard time of everyone's life. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, everyone has, has their own pandemic story yeah. or how they've gotten through this pandemic. I feel like these new rule and regulations, like, okay, so for movies, like you just discussed, that sounds honestly like the most magical movie experience because there's no one next to you. Mm -hmm. There's no one standing up in front of you. There's yeah. no one. Okay, I've dealt with this at especially that theater that you just went to. Mm -hmm. People taking off their 
fucking shoes or socks and just like lounging with their bare feet and you're like i'm sorry your toe is literally right by my ear which well, obviously would not happen now yeah i mean so i've always been row, i've always been guilty of taking off my shoes at the movie theaters but i never i never put them on the seat in front of me i usually just like take off my shoes and stretch out in my own lane yeah and i always sit in the back well, you're always in your own lane. Always. Um, but what I saw was I saw Cruella. How was? So Emma Stone? Emma Stone okay. and Emma Thompson. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what an iconic duo. Very iconic. Also, the backstory that they created for Cruella was perfect. I completely understand without any spoilers for this because I want everybody to see it. Okay. Um, I know why she hates Dalmatians. <gasps> I know how she knows Roger and Anita on a deeper level. I also know um, what her ancestral past is like and how she became what she become. She... Emma Stone portrayed Cruella at times as though I thought I was watching the original cartoon. Wow. Uh, but I did find something very, very interesting. She doesn't have a cigarette mm-hmm. or, a, or a cigarette holder in this movie. And Emma Stone was like, oh, I was so excited to see, like, CGI smoke. But Disney does not allow smoking in their films as of maybe, like, within the past 10 years. So that's one part of Cruella that's missing. But she does, as she becomes the persona of Cruella, she is, she does inherit another uh, accessory that she holds. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I love Emma Stone so much, so I'm excited to see her in anything, but overall it sounds like you had an amazing comeback movie experience. Mm-hmm. Next on my list is I want to go see Spiral and I want to have the same experience but be really scared instead of, like, you know, feeling magical. Yeah. Was really magical or was it, like... It was really... Ma- it was magical in the sense of, you know, you know, all Disney movies are a bit magical. Yeah. But th- th- there was... Th- there was... There-, there was a spark. You know, I love Cruella. She's hanging on the wall of my living mm-hmm. room. She... Uh, she was portrayed in a way that made me feel like I know why I've always liked you. Gotcha. You know, you're you, you're kind of a vile person, but, like, you're also... But there's a story behind yeah. why the vileness. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that's a word. Why the Cruella de vileness. Ooh, that sounds like a drink. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're having today, guys. <laughs> I love it. I want to see um, A Quiet Place too. Okay. That if I have the opportunity to go to the movies, um, I would love to see Quiet Place too. since you've already seen Cruella. And Corey doesn't want to see Cruella. So that would be like my first, I guess, comeback movie because honestly, it's like the only other thing playing. And hopefully there'll be others soon. I'm just so happy that theaters, at least um, currently, are back open. I did see a movie um, during, like, the Golden Globe times, and I think, like, they, like, reopened only to play those specific movies. Mm. So I did see Minari, um, which won, I think, for Best Supporting Actress. 
So I highly recommend that. Um, if you like The Walking Dead, one of the main characters from Walking Dead, I think, not only starred, but like directed and wrote some of it too. Um, but anyways, yes, movies are back and I'm here for it. Um, I already met, I got ahead of myself and I already mentioned what my favorite trio was to have at the movie theater, but like what would be your three things that you would order if you were to go to the Rialto right now, whether it's snacks, like let's do a snack, a drink, a sweet. Okay, so my perfect movie experience at the Rialto, I would definitely have a drink of some sort. Um, Just depends on how I'm feeling. Maybe some bubbles. Some bubbles would be great. Um, I would take a beer on tap only, no bottle, and or red wine if we went to like a late night flick. Mm Mm-hmm. Or we would just bring in our own stuff. Yeah. Um, but of course, obviously, order one glass with them. Um, so a drink, uh, a hard alcohol drink, um, popcorn, of course. And like I said earlier, I like wasn't able to order the stuff when I was like younger, growing up. And so it would only be with like my friends. And so I kind of like got into like the mindset of getting the popcorn, but the candy where you like had to scoop it out and then weigh it um and I have like a really funny story of like one of Corey and I's first dates and he was like get whatever candy you want and so I was like okay and I got one of those paper bags and literally scooped so many fucking peanut butter (laughs) M&M's into the bag that it was like $12 oh my god and like it's just like a funny thing to this day where it's like oh yeah I remember when like you asked me to get the candy (laughs) I just didn't realize how much I was getting in relation to like I just didn't realize we were weighing things out anyway so um I feel like all my friends loved sour and sweet candy mm-hmm. and I like I love that but it never was like my jam my jam is more like the peanut M&M um so if there's like a carton of peanut M&Ms there's Reese's or Kit Kat of any kind um, I like the Reese's pieces. Mm, so those are good. for a movie, it has to be like small, something I can pop in my mouth, not like this big ass thing where I feel like guilty. Because I feel like when you're in a movie, you're like, I deserve Let this. Me this Toblerone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna eat a Snickers bar, you yeah. know. So Reese's pieces, um, or peanut M and M's, popcorn, and the type of popcorn I like is not lightly buttered. I'd say like medium. Hmm. It's perfect, but they like to do a few spritz on top, like power to you, and a hard beverage of choice, depending on the time of day and or movie selection. Well. And that is my movie snack trio. That's on Comola floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to play a little snack-related game Ooh. with you. I found this quiz on BuzzFeed that was posted on March 21st of 2021 called Plan a Movie Marathon and we'll reveal which movie theater snack matches your vibe. And let's see okay. any of, if, if any of them matches. Like, us. why don't you, why don't you, uh take it off okay so choose a comedy film were the millers baywatch good boys book smart i really liked we're the millers out of all of those oh my gosh um i'm gonna go with mm, i'm gonna go with good boys that was really funny it was fun 
Uh, let's choose a drama film next. We have The Joker, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Everything Everything. Out of all of these, I've watched A Star is Born the most, like, voluntarily, aside from, like, the first watch. I've never seen Everything Everything. Neither have I. So, I'm gonna go with Bohemian Rhapsody. Choose a horror film. Host, Us, Ma, or Scary Stories to Tell in Dark. This one is hard. I'm gonna go with Us. But I do highly suggest watching Ma. If you I really like Ma, and I also, re- you know what? I, I I preferred Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark because I loved those books. Ugh, so good. Oh, I want a Scholastic Book Fair right now. Me too. <laughs> the smell of those. <sighs> so fun. Uh, choose a romance film, Five Feet Apart. So fucking sad. Look at this guy just chilling. I see him. I'm um, sorry. We're neighborhood watching. Okay, Five Feet Apart. After we collided, the kissing booth to Love Simon. I've only seen Love Simon, so I'm just gonna say that. I'm gonna go with mm, Five Feet Apart is so good, but it's so sad, and I love that main character from Riverdale. Actually, the main character from Riverdale, he was a twin from Big Daddy. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, Cole, I'm Cole, gonna... Cole, Cole and Dylan Sprouse. Mm-hmm. So such beautiful. Such beautiful boys. Okay. Choose a fantasy film. The Witches haunts me to this day. (laughs) Doolittle, Shazam, Jumanji, The Next Level. I'm going to say The Witches. I really actually did like the remake. I guess Witches is the only one I've seen, to be honest, out of all of these. Just don't say Witches on Instagram. No. That's all I have to say. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, lastly, choose an action film, The Hunt, Dunkirk, Avengers, Avengers Endgame, or The Meg. I'm going to say The Hunt. The Hunt was fun. I haven't seen any of these because I'm not an action film person, so I'm just going to go with Dunkirk because that... Because Harry Styles? Yeah. Hot. Um, I got candy. It oh, says yes. that I'm like candy, and I have a positive outlook on life and a great personality, that I love to try new things and going on adventures. I can't say all that's true, but I love candy. And you love adventures, though. Yeah. Many ones. When there's candy. When there's candy. <laughs> candy and cocktails, please. <laughs> okay, I'm like soft pretzels. Though you have a tough exterior, you're a real sweetheart on the inside. You have a comforting presence. I think this is a little bit like not true because I didn't see some of those movies (laughs) but um I do like soft pretzels dipped in queso queso always the queso with the soft pretzels Mm, and that's a must I don't think you can have like who has a pretzel by itself without a dipping sauce yeah that's psychotic if you do that with wetzel pretzels that is not okay if you do with Annie Ann's I kind of understand because it's like thinner buttery and salty goodness no but like even still with one of the auntie ann's like their sweet almond or even their cinnamon sugar sugar. you want that cream cheese dip oh i love that those well i don't know if they still do per covid costco's coming back with samples this month i hear probably depending where you live in your county but watch out costco here we come i love that these soft pretzel places give samples when you walk by because it's like i will walk by so many times that i don't need a pretzel because they've already basically had a pretzel from all the samples i've had 
When I worked at the mall, my favorite lunch was a soft pretzel, whether it was topped in pepperoni or jalapeno and cheese. Oh my god, I'm getting so hungry. Okay, well, I don't think I am like a soft pretzel, but I'll take it because I do feel like I can be comforting. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and go to a very quick break. We're going to come back and we are going to talk about something very pressing about a show that we talked about on the very first season of... TVBs. Uh, we'll see you soon, guys. Enjoy this groovy music. Right on, right on, right on. TVBs. Sorry, I thought I was like caught in like this bees buzz and rave for a second. <laughs> I was really just like all about that summer mix. I was there with you. Thank you, Mr. DJ. Anyways, now that we're back, I feel like our last season spotlight was all things below deck. And that was such a fun episode with our girl Carly Scott at Carlin. But because we haven't really seen Captain Sandy or Captain Lee in quite some time, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about currently another Bravo series that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Um, There are two actual franchises that are back, and I don't know if they're better than ever. I'm not going to use that phrase just yet. It's great to see them again. But it's nice to say hello. It's nice to revisit New York. So I'm talking about Little B's Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let's go with New York first, because that's okay. always, honestly, the most fun. Um, I have a lot of feels for this current season, um, but you are 100% caught up. I'm 100% caught okay. up. Okay, so this is, like, spoiler alert to really anyone out there, but we are missing, like, some prominent people in the cast this season. I miss Dorinda with all of my heart. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because quite honestly, like, I think that Real Housewives of New York and New Jersey, but especially New York, when I think of that franchise in particular, and I'm sure Bravo Andy would agree, you think of just drinking in the Hamptons in a classy sassy and then after like 7 p.m literally you're like damn money don't buy you class yep, yep. <laughs> um i just these women know how to drink they live lavish lifestyles they are go-getters they are hard workers they have money but new york they just know how to drink and the fact that dorinda is out this season and literally we are left with an amazing cast at that but Luann's not drinking Leah's not drinking well those are two like prominent heavy hitters yep that 
I'm not thinking saying while drinking they're like you know like better people because they're not drinking for a reason but I feel like if when you, they drank they were entertaining if you were a Bravo producer you would call Dorinda on the phone and be like we have a 911 situation and we need you back ASAP they should have never gotten rid of her I just feel like Dorinda's classic. Um, she's not well, bitch. She's not well. But this is like a comeback. This should have been a comeback season. Mm-hmm. In all like senses of that like phrase. It should have been like, and we're back. And that means Dorinda. That means Ramona. That means Sonia. Leah, she's like now, this is her second year, second mm-hmm. season. Um, there's some new faces. I love the addition but... of Ebony, but I also would have loved to see the return of Carol. Yeah, there should have been a return of a familiar face, I think. Um, but Ebony, she's kind of grown on me. And then we do get to see a familiar face in the form of Heather, um, but I am so I'd rather un- not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I like could do without her, her lion ass at the, at the po- Coco at the Chanel yeah. party. Yeah, I'm. I'm good off that. Coming up with her seventh grade chignon. I'm yeah. When they were like, you look really casual today (laughs) um but i think overall i love new york so much i'm so happy you guys told me that i needed to watch new york because i'm like a huge fan of new jersey and obviously like beverly hills used to be oc no longer yeah but i just feel like you take out some icons and the season is just kind of like a miss right now for me. Totally. I will still watch it because I find the greatest entertainment from Ramona and Sonia. Ramona um, and Sonia are probably the most iconic duo the best. in Honestly, the Housewives the best. history. Um, I loved the dinner party talk about... Did Ramona or did Ramona not give COVID blood plasma? But she couldn't even, like, explain herself. She's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I had it. Or the process. Oh, then they took something out of me. But you're just, like, just to be in Ramona's presence, it's like, God, you're one lion sack of shit. Yeah. At the same time, I'm having the most amazing, like, moment with you. Like, looking at you take tequila shots with your, what's her butler, she calls him. Mm -hmm. Or, like the help i'm like no and then sonia has no clue what's going on sonia is like in a whole nother world of her own but like i want to be in that world yeah like for a weekend Mm -hmm. like or maybe a friday night (laughs) the the story that you sent me of the million dollar listing guy who had sonia there for like a week and so she like was did just, not leave the house she was like wreaking havoc she left actually the, no, they went to kid, a kid's birthday party they crashed a kid's birthday party yes. they went to another million dollar listing yeah. person's house and she looked like she was about to have a breakdown <laughs> after sonia left and sonia left the rolls royce locked and running outside <laughs> of the gate and like who let her drive the rolls royce i mean that is like on you she not left on her. the bathtub running and <laughs> flooded the whole house <laughs> i mean she is like iconic 
So thank you, thank you, Real Housewives franchise. You did not get rid of Sonia uh-huh. because although maybe her clothing line is no longer in what the, that department store. Oh yeah, she's still thriving. I'm still waiting for her toaster oven. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it has to be like battery operated because any plug-in is a no-no for her. But yeah, except a vibrator. Yeah, oh yeah, and the chicken. <laughs> she knows how to plug in. Speaking of plugging things in, we were also uh, treated with Beverly Hills, and we got to meet a friend of a housewife, Kathy Hilton, sister Bravo. of uh, Kyle and Kim Richards, mother of Paris and Nikki, and Baron or Conrad Hilton. It's one of those names. One of those. Uh, and she doesn't know how to plug in her fan. And she has to fall asleep by the fan the every night. Because the humming of the fan calms <laughs> her and she stays cool and she kind of talks like this. And it's like, it's somewhat like intriguing yet attractive, but you're just, you're just like in awe because you want her to be your best friend, but you also like want to just watch her kind of like Sonia. Yeah. But there's like a moment where she's like, Kyle is sleeping next to her in Tahoe. And I think this is, um, the episode that I haven't seen yet. I just saw this on like social media and it's like so funny. They're sharing a bed. So sister, sister. Uh-huh. And it's like 1 a.m. 1 and Kyle's like, I usually go to bed by like 9 or 10 every night. And Kathy's like, I D-A-G-F, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. She's like, I don't care what you do. And she's literally like eating chips super loud. <laughs> and like they zoom in on her and she's giving this side eye to Kyle while she's like taking a bite of the chip like, bitch, don't look at me. And she's like, okay, 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 I'll go to bed like in a few minutes. And she's like, <laughs> like chomping down on like these chips and Kyle's like how many more are you gonna have and she's just like in a few minutes and then she like cracks open a Red Bull and it shows like in the corner like 1.25am and Kyle's like what are you doing are you crazy and she's like what I thought this was a soft drink <laughs> so she's like trying to like basically do chips and soda but she's basically eating chips and Red Bull or drinking Red Bull and it's just like hilarious because she's so like not in tune with like what normal people do like she's so rich and in living in her own life but she doesn't act that way she's more just like wanting to be like a normal person yeah she's like wanting to eat chips and wanting to like drink a coke but unfortunately <laughs> so she grabbed her red bull yeah and, oh. and then she can't like plug in a fan oh but God. she's not like She's not like, she's a cool housewife. She's not, yeah. oh my God, I need this, that, and the other. Like, she's more like, hey, can you figure out how to work this fucking fan, man? <laughs> it's just like, so funny to me because Kyle's just like, okay. And like plugs it in. She's like, you just have to plug it in, sis. <laughs> um. <laughs> she's iconic and she's gonna be I can't a wait. great addition I can't wait to get the guest spot from Kim this year with all three of them oh my oh, god and lately Kim has been freaking me out she wears those turtlenecks and she has that tiny head and then she has that very tiny tight, ponytail that's very close to her hairline and it's, it's like pulling her like, whole face you down. look insane and I don't think you're sober but we, uh, so we'll get to see her. We won't get to see Denise, which I'm not really mad about. I'm not mad. Oh, and we won't get to see, um, 
what's her name? Kyle's ex best oh best friend, blonde, had the diet exercise program. That oh. <laughs> not Faye. No. Um no no no. no. She's born uh Bon, not Bon Jovi, the other like rock star's daughter. Oh, Teddy Melon. Teddy, yes. I was not a huge fan. Um, I don't like her. That's why I already forgot. I actually, I I didn't even realize Faye that she wasn't on this season. I love well, Faye. Yeah, can't do no wrong or no harm. But imagine if Kathy Holton did a crossover with New York. That would be, like, she could take Dorinda's place and just, New York needs an uplift, like, right now. They the, need. The cast seems stale. It just seems, like, exaggerated. Everybody else has been there since season two. And because, like, half of them aren't drinking, it's, like, the events that they actually have where there's people drinking and people not drinking it's just they're like angry and i think it's because they're not drinking or they're hangry or i don't know what's going on but i'm just kind of like they need someone else i am not like hating on leah's like bestie i think she'll be a great addition in time yes once like we get through a couple like episodes because her and luann going at it i was like go off because I feel like she was totally in the right and Luann was like acting too, I don't know. She was not being herself. And I think it was because her boyfriend with the goat curry, curry. <laughs> her daughter were there. But I do, I just think we need some laughter. We need some fun. We need to get back to like the moments of like peeing in the vineyards and like not her falling in the bushes in Mexico. Yeah. Like while making out with Tinsley, you know, like. Not throwing oh, ravioli. I miss Tinsley. I miss Tinsley. That's, I mean, I think she's not, no longer with her, like, bae. So maybe she can, what if there was a surprise and she came back? That. I would love that. Unfortunately, I think we just need one more person to be drinking. We need doesn't them. have to be like Leah or Luann. God bless like, them. Uh, Hopefully uh, they Sonya's always entertaining. And she could be there. For the end of time, yes. as far as I care. She's timeless. Ramona, <laughs> I feel like, needs a new storyline, because it's just about always what she's doing, and, like, I'm doing the but it's always a lie. And then, <laughs> and then Luann is just kind of always, like, on that journey for love, and, like, so happy. Like, remember when she was so happy about that bald guy? Yeah. And, well, she's and she always steals Sonia's man. <laughs> and, but and then Sonia like had to remind her in the recent car ride. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is barking up a wrong tree. But like we're missing, we're missing another, Tinsley. We're missing, missing another storyline. We're missing. Oh God, who's another one from an early? We're missing Bethany. Oh, let's get some skinny girl marks up in here. Mm-hmm. We need. We're something. missing those three. Uh, remove Ramona. Remove Luann remove just those two and then add those three so then we would have but you still have to have Ramona as like a a guest of yeah you know like who's like basically in it but not like she's the Kathy Hilton Mm -hmm. yes uh, we would have Carol Mm -hmm. Bethany Dorinda 
Bethany uh, makes Tinsley, such great TV. Leah, Sonia, Ebony. I would love to see Leah and Bethany mm-hmm. TBH. I think that could either result in a nightmare or like ratings that are off the hook. Uh, cross the series even further. I would love to see a series of just Kim Richard and Dorinda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just add Kim Richards to any of them. The prior like season of Real Housewives New York. Uh huh. Maybe even before Leah, actually. Yeah. Actually, it would be fun with Leah too, because that could have caused a whole other like. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to touch on Real Housewives because it's back and New York. I will still watch, but I'm not feeling the fire with Beverly Hills. It's never been my favorite favorite but this season's good i feel like i can't wait until we unwrap erica jane's erica jane's divorce Mm -hmm. and i can't wait to uh see what happens this episode with uh with crystal and i think she'll be a new addition that i'm not quite sure will be a positive or negative. I don't know. She's, I mean, she's at fiery this point, she's far more entertaining. Lion King, yeah. So let's just be real. She's yeah. got something. And at this point, she's far more interesting than, uh... Teddy? Uh, well, Teddy and, uh... Who was the... Carlton? Oh. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. She only lasted for one season. I feel like Crystal's in it for a few seasons. I mean, more power to you, Crystal, and I can't wait to see what happens between you and Sun. So, with that said, I'm ready to, like, kind of go through the Bravo uh, Housewife lineup. So, that's what I'll be doing, reality-wise, for the next however many months it's on. Yeah, same. Um, So, we just buzzed about that, and the next thing that we want to buzz about is books because we've talked about nothing but television and movies over the past hour or so and so if you ever want to wind down and just immerse yourself in a land that you get to read and and imagine as your own uh, visual uh, we have a couple of recommendations for you so Gina why don't you go ahead and start us out okay so I'm not quite sure if this is on Kindle but if you are an old school loving paperback book going turn the page because you want to just get your little fingers on each one i don't like reading digitally yeah so this one might be for you rye um currently i am creating our wedding invitations for our upcoming wedding and bless his heart um the main head honcho of the company that i'm working with recommended this book as we were talking about Europeans. Um, I just want to give a huge shout out to this beautiful man named David, who I've been talking to regarding my invites. And he, this company is in New Orleans, and we were once going to do The Bachelorette in New Orleans. And so back like a year ago, I was like so excited, like we were going to go to New Orleans. He was like giving me all these recommendations. And then obviously we did not go and the pandemic happened. But um, so we still have these like really amazing conversations and he recommended this book called 60 million frenchmen can't be wrong what makes the french so french 
So little synopsis. Um, and when he was telling me about it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. The French drink, smoke, and eat more fat than anyone in the world, yet they live longer and have fewer heart problems than the English and the Americans. They work 35-hour weeks and take seven weeks paid holiday each year, yet they are the world's fourth biggest economic power. So how do they do it? From a distance, modern France, from a distance, modern France looks like a riddle. It is both rigidly authoritarian yet incredibly inventive, traditional yet modern, lacking clout on the international stage yet still hugely influential. But with the observations, antidotes, and analysis of the authors who spent nearly three years living in France, it begins to make sense. So basically this book, he said, is about like what makes the French so right? Like they're, they can be to some like very odd, peculiar, rude, obnoxious, yet at the same time, so lovely, observant, funny, artsy. Like what makes the French who they are, but it's more funny than it is like serious. And then we started like going on this whole tangent about like Italians and like Europeans and it's just kind of crazy, like, the conversations you can have with someone that's, like, halfway across the U.S. I'm definitely going to check that book so, out. So, 60 million Frenchmen can't be wrong. What makes the French so French? It was written in, it looks like, 2004. So, it should still be current and of age. Um, and it's also $5.35 I used. I am ordering it. I think we can all right use a good now. giggle. Uh, what about you, Rye? Well, I'm currently reading four books right now. but Wow, like them, real, real books? Like real turn-to-page nice. books. Like, uh, I'm not going to go into all of them, but one of them is a uh, rather disturbing horror novel. One of them is a biography. One of them is a history book and the other one is about old hollywood okay uh behind the scenes stories of the silent age of films and i talked about it i think during maybe our feud episode and it's called hollywood babylon i was about halfway through it because i'm going through four books right now i think i still have about two or three chapters left of this book but what's next on my queue is something that i because i'm really enjoying hollywood babylon is I wanted something that was of a similar genre, so I ordered The Castle on Sunset, Life, Death, Love, Art, and Scandal at Hollywood's Chateau Marmont. It was released in 2019. It's by uh, author Sean Levy. And the synopsis is, since 1929, Hollywood's brightest stars have flocked to the Chateau Marmont as if it were a second home. An apartment building turned hotel, the chateau has been the backdrop for generations of gossip and folklore. Where director Nicholas Ray slept with his 16-year-old Rebel Without a Cause star Natalie Wood, Jim Morrison swung from the balconies, John Belushi suffered a fatal overdose, and Lindsay Lohan got the boot after racking up nearly $50,000 in charges in less than two months. Oh my God. Despite its mythic reputation, much of what has happened inside the chateau, chateau's walls has eluded the public eye until now. 
With wit and insight, Sean Levy recounts the wild revelries and scandalous liaisons, the creative breakthroughs and marital breakdowns, the births and deaths to which the hotel has been a party. Vivid, salacious, richly informed, the castle on sunset is a glittering tribute to Hollywood as seen from inside of the walls of its most hallowed hotel. Can we stay there? I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. And people watch all day long. But I can't say anything about the book because I haven't read it, but that's what next that's what is next on my queue. I love it. And I love I uh, I love that uh, what I plan to do is I plan to recycle through um, through the other three books, uh, Cows, The Wig, The Witch, and The Meltdown, and Fucking History. And then I will finish the last few chapters of Hollywood Babylon and move right into Castle on Sunset. Love it. And maybe I can borrow it if it's a win. Yeah, I mean, I own it, so it's yours. <laughs> yours is mine. Um, and actually, once I finish Hollywood Babylon, I'll give that to you to read, so you can read that before you read Okay. Castle yes. on Sunset. Um, Let's go. Uh, the Chateau Marmont is also home to a very, very good restaurant uh, that a lot of patrons and residents... They go there to dine. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some food and drink. Uh, what I would like to do is go ahead and take a little quiz. We're going to upgrade some foods. Uh, and it's going to reveal how old our taste buds are. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'll start us out. Uh, pick some toppings for the pizza. It looks like you could pick as many as you'd like. There are options from pesto to pineapple to pepperoni. Uh, wow. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose pepperoni, sausage, pineapple, bell pepper, and pesto. Oh my gosh! I chose pepperoni, sausage, and pineapple. Okay. Uh, we're going to add some toppings to this burger, and there's everything from cheese to bacon to eggs, and I'm going to choose cheese, pickles. No avocado? Caramelized onions. This is homophobic on Pride Month. <laughs> I'm going to add some sautéed mushrooms, some bacon, and a fried egg. Oh, I'm getting real saucy. There are no condiments. Yeah. I'm just going to go with cheese. Okay. Because I'm not going to have lettuce and all the fixings without mayo. What Ooh. do I want in my crepe? Out of all of these options, from spinach and mushrooms to strawberries and whipped creams, I really just want some jam on my crepes. I said ham and cheese. Okay. Moves over your hammy. Mm. Add something fun to my fries. And there's everything from garlic to ketchup to guac and truffle salt. But I'm going to choose a bit of queso, a bit of garlic. And a bit of aioli. I'm going to go with just ketchup. Nasty. I would do a side of queso, but I got, I got my ketchup on. And what do I want on my waffles? Uh, I think I'm just going to choose fried chicken I'm and maple syrup. I'm going to do maple syrup straight <clears throat> up. Uh, pick some Sunday toppings. Oh, there are some good toppings here from crushed Oreos to sour gummy worms and chocolate sauce. I'm definitely choosing caramel sauce, chopped nuts, 
whipped cream, and of course some candy. I'm gonna do cookie dough, crushed Oreo, and chocolate sauce. I feel like I'm gonna have the palate of a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a filling or two for this cake, and there's everything from uh, mascarpone to fresh fruit to lemon curd. And I'm gonna, I, I do love a mascarpone filling. I'm gonna choose some jam. I'm gonna go buttercream yeah. and ice cream. Ooh. <laughs> I got nine years old. You got nine? I got 31 years old. Okay, I do wanna say, first of all, BuzzFeed, how are you gonna put a burger with no condiments? So, of course, I'm just gonna pick cheese. And that's, that's really why all. they think you're And nine. that's really all <laughs> I have to say. So, get better quiz uh, questions, or I mean, answers, BuzzFeed, because. Well, I'm, let me just read my nine years old. I'm going to be honest, you're kind of a picky eater. That is true. You tend to keep things simple and stick to your tried and true classics, which is also true. But get some mayonnaise up in there. <laughs> okay, read 31 years old. Uh, it says that I'm definitely an adventurous eater, that I'm not one to shy away from new things or unusual flavors. In fact, you prefer them over the classics, and I agree. I think that's true, and I think you take the classics and add adventurous items to yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm 32 years old, so I basically eat the same exact way as I just described, but I want to know, what did little Gina eat at nine years old? Scrambled eggs. <laughs> 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 and cheese. Hot dogs. And cheese, basically anything with cheese, I think I would eat. Processed meats, cheeses. Just all of the things. But then when my dad would come home and make these like lavish meals, I'd be like, well, dad, can I have like butter and cheese on pasta instead of like, you know. This ragu you've been slaving over. Exactly. Instead of the Sunday gravy. So, like, right now, I'm really into, like, cheesy pasta dishes, as I always have been my whole life, but um, I'm also really into, like, pickled veggies. Like, one of my favorite go-to meals right now is taking some organic, uncured beef hot dogs. I'll take two of them, I'll chop them up, I'll pan-fry them, and then I'll just put them over equal parts um, dill pickle chips and sauerkraut, and I'll just kind of have, like, a veggie hot dog bowl. Interesting. Um, and are the chips crushed up? The like that what you're putting it over? Uh, the, the, like they're basically do you know like just just those dill pickle slices that are. Like, I also have like it's a little sandwich ish. Yeah, like 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 I'll take you know like the round pickles. Yeah. yeah. And put that on one side of the bowl. I'll take some sauerkraut, put that on the other side of the bowl, and then I'll kind of just put the chopped hot dogs on top of it, and I'll. You have kind of like a bunless hot dog bowl. I feel like that is a new thing I haven't seen before. I'll make it for you. So I feel like people are you so like obsessed it. with like burrito bowls and yeah. like, you know, like sandwich bowls and a bunch of different yeah. types of and bowls. And you could do a lot with hot dog bowls. I feel like you could easily put it over. I love me a um, hot dog, y'all. Um lettuce and if you eat tomatoes you could put it over like tomatoes and you could put it over guacamole and then you just have this deliciousness and you know you could drizzle it with mustard you could drizzle it with ketchup you could drizzle it with mayonnaise what kind of uh, mustard do you like 
there's this brand called Durkies. Mm. And it's kind of like this sweet, tangy mustard. But lately, since I've just been shopping at Whole Foods, I just get this thing called German-style mustard, mm-hmm. which kind of reminds me of, like, a creamy Dijon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, like, a honey mustard. Honey mustard's good. Or, like, Best a beer mustard mm. that has, like, a tang to it, but is also, like, a sweet... Okay. Too. Um, but I love hot dogs. So a hot dog bowl or a bunless bowl would be yeah. super fun. Yeah. And that should be on a menu somewhere. It should be. It's not. Even like hot dog places don't have, I mean, I'm sure they have bunless options, but not like a bunless bowl. And you take like something like I have, like pickles, coleslaw, and pure beef hot dogs, and it's very low carb. Yeah. And it's very filling. And it's very summer And it's tasty and it has like that brininess mm-hmm. from all of the pickled so You veggies. don't even need bread. Mm-mm. That would just weigh it down. Yeah, and I don't even like drizzle anything on top of it. Um, I just get this uh, sauerkraut that's tumor- uh, that spicy turmeric flavored and like that's that's enough spice for everything. Yeah, enough I love flavor. it. Um, and if I were to have a food festival, I'd probably sell that and macaroni and cheese because those are the two things that I'm into the most mm. at this moment. Okay, I had a moment recently where, okay, there's a place called Sweet Green, and it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite salad places in Berkeley. I love it. They have, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, they have basically a drive through. That's like the healthiest drive through you could possibly go through because you pull up and you order online ahead of time. Roll down your window, tell them your name, they have your salad ready, and then you just go on your way. So recently, I hadn't had, there's something called like a harvest bowl that I'm like obsessed with. Everything in it, everything about it, it's just my favorite. And so recently I got it, and I was so excited because it had been a minute. Corey has like this other favorite, he gets there. And I pick them up, come all the way home, and it's not like it's super far, but it's still a drive. It's like 15, 20 minutes. And I come back home and they forgot my dressing. Oh no. And avocado. Avocado, it's like, you pay extra, that's a shame. But dressing for a strictly, pretty much, you know, salad place, that's like a huge no-no. Yeah. And the dressing is something that like is pretty, besides it being important, it's something that I love about this specific salad. So I was, like, devastated because I was just sitting there. Of course, Corey's salad is, like, perfect. It's, like, perfectly dressed, has all the fixins, and I'm just like, all right, okay, Gina, like, did you really need to pay $13 today for this salad? And I was like, yes, but but could I make this myself? So I went to, like, in my anger rage, after I have a salad, like, we had dressing in the refrigerator, um, I ended up having ranch. That's <laughs> like that salad does not. You should not eat eat ranch with a super healthy salad. You yeah. know, like it's just doesn't align. From what I remember, it's a very like folly salad. It has like a nice vinaigrette or something. Yes, right? a yeah, beautiful light vinaigrette. So in my rage after I ate my salad, I was like, I can make this myself. Um, and then I went to Trader Joe's and I got all the ingredients. And this week I made it. And so Corey was at work and when he came home, like I tried to have like everything ready. And like halfway through, by the way, of me making this salad, I was like super over it. But the end result was like 
better than I expected. Not as like like fun as getting like something to go, right? Or something from a restaurant. It's always like fun because it's not your own cooking. <laughs> but I feel like I did a really good job and I was actually really proud of myself because I haven't made something unique. And this is not really unique, but something like this where I like went to the store, like got all the ingredients, had an idea and came back and just did it. So basically what it is, kale, brown rice, uh, balsamic, sliced apple, goat cheese, avocado, chicken. I added turkey bacon. Um, usually I think it's like almond or walnut, but I didn't have any of that. And it like turned out amazing. It took like an hour and a half, like just like full circle to get everything prepped. But when like we sat outside and ate like our first bowl, I was like, I feel so much better about like myself and the fact that like I didn't have to pay $13 plus for this. Sweet Green, I love you if you're listening. Thank you so much for that $15 credit because I added avocado. <laughs> but there are copycat recipes out there and we are out to stop coming to you. Yeah, so if you had a bad pandemic DoorDash or delivery service experience or just like pickup experience, you can always recreate that meal and it might like mean that much more and it's like something to talk about and experience so if you've had that moment let us know because i just created my harvest bowl from home good job g i know uh, i actually will well i have a picture of it i'll show you later i do have a salad recommendation for yes. you it's my favorite salad and uh i think this is the first recipe of mine that i'm ever sharing on <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, but it's called the mother and child mm. salad uh it is chopped uh cabbage in a poppy seed dressing. I prefer Brianna's brand. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, mm -hmm. Brianna's is good. Uh, they, uh, so I love good. dipping my uh, grilled chicken in their cilantro lime dressing. Okay. But you take the poppy seed dressing and then you add uh, dried cranberries, sweet and spicy pecans, lightly crushed, um, sliced shallots, uh, pickled cherry peppers, uh, hard-boiled egg and grilled chicken and you mix it all together and it makes the perfect most filling it salad delicious. Um, it has like the perfect crunch from the cabbage it has an amazing uh, tang from the poppy seed dressing and the shallots it has a good crunch from the uh, pecans some good spice from the pecans, a little bit of sweetness from the dressing, and then the mother and child part comes from the egg and the chicken. Mm, I love it. Can you make that tonight? Yeah, <laughs> let's door dash the ingredients. Let's do it. Okay, mother and child harvest bowl, let's go. So guys, how about you all comment below what is your favorite salad, and we will be right back uh, and dressing. About, and dressing. That and is And dressing. That's very important. <laughs> and we'll talk about our next episode of Bee's Buzz and what to expect. And we'll go through a few headlines, play one more game, and, and we you know, just for the thing. hell of it, we'll tell you, you know, a few more things to watch.
Talk to you soon. TTYS. KIT. TTYL. I'm feeling like a jellyfish. How about you? I'm feeling like a jellyfish too. I like Squidward. Actually, <laughs> but if this is wiggle like with us. Feels like, I need to wiggle. A wiggle, 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 wiggle. Uh, welcome back. That was a preview of our new single, Bees Wiggle. <laughs> we got the wiggle wiggle. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the 10th episode of Bees Buzz. Um, 10, 10, 10 across the board. Uh, this is something that's going to continue on and on, but what you guys need to know is we are three episodes... Uh, Three episodes away from the finale of Bees Buzz, and we are going to continue Bees uh, Buzz with episode 11. Uh, no, episode, yeah, episode mm-hmm. 11. Uh, Lupin. We're going yes. to be talking about Lupin. Uh, Season 2 coming out June 11th, I believe we saw. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Gina recommended and showed me the trailer to, and like a preview of an episode and uh why don't you tell us the synopsis okay so basically um we'll just keep it short and sweet 98 percent on rotten tomatoes it's a retelling of a classic french story about lupin the world famous gentleman thief and master of disguise um it first was released in 2021 in january so this year, you guys, it's super fast, super short. It's action, thriller, drama, crime, mystery. And the lead, the lead actor is Omar Sky. He's so beautiful. Like, honestly, I'll just say it. He's so fine. And he really makes Lupin what it is. So, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Check it out yourself. The episodes are like less than an hour long. Um, you can get through the first season. Probably, as Ryan said, it's afternoon watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we plan to watch, well, Ryan's going to watch season one, and then we're going to basically binge season two together and record after. So check it out. I mean, not only is Lupin coming back out like in June, I really think that Netflix has a lot of, and any streaming service, they have a lot in store for us because with everything slowly reopening, that means people are back in production or just finishing parts of prior production. Yep. And I think you guys, we are in for a sweet summer 2021. I can't say it enough, but for TV, we might not be as home as much, but maybe we can like we're gonna be fed when we get home yes or can stream on the go (laughs) um so yeah expect that episode within the next three weeks or so yes um uh, what we're going to go ahead and transition to is you've heard the headlines of bees buzz uh now let's go ahead and talk about some top headlines in the world so each of us have chosen something that we're both excited about slash entertained from uh, 
So, Gina, tell us what your top headline of this week is. Okay, so I woke up this morning and one of my old coworkers messaged me on Instagram a headline. Well, really, it was just like a DM of just like something in the news. So I'm using that for my headline today because I think it's like amazing, but also I haven't heard of, about it in, like since this morning. United Airlines announces deal with Boom Supersonic for faster than sound commercial flights. So basically, you can go from New York to London within three to four hours. United Airlines said on Thursday that it signed a deal with Boom Supersonic, a startup working to develop the first supersonic commercial jet since the Concorde to purchase up to 50 of the company's planned passenger jets. Under the deal, United would purchase 15 of Boom's over overturned jets, which the startup plans to enter into commercial service into 2029 with the option for up to 35 more. I mean, I don't know if I would like be super stoked to like fly at like a speed that, you know, like I need basically like I'd be terrified the entire time. But the commercial, you guys, like, I don't know how to tell you this in any other simpler forms. I thought, like, oh, my God, strap on your seatbelts. We're going for a ride. But it literally looks so luxurious. Like, it's like flying in first class, just super fucking fast. So my question is, what is the price point? Exactly. Like, to fly this fast in this short of a time frame... Um, and that luxuriously, like it, I mean, who needs to get somewhere super fast? Like do the common, do common people need to get to New York or London in less than six hours? No. Do people that like have some sort of a privilege or some sort of money or some sort of reason, maybe it's an athlete, maybe it's an actor, maybe it's. I don't know. Like, I would love a croissant at brunch, you know? So, I feel like there's got to be a rhyme and reason for this. Um, But I also think there's, like, like positives to this type of aircraft. Like, for the environment. But also, like, think about it. We voted maybe close to 10 years ago on that supersonic train that's supposed to take us from Sacramento to LA in like an hour or less than two hours and it's still being built so like how realistic is this time frame even? So it's saying it's focused on lowering costs and improving operating efficiency rather than speed. Um, It's trying to make supersonic flight practical for the current airline market and more affordable for passengers. But if it's making it rather than speed, then why is speed your main marketing point? The plane will create a sonic boom when traveling at faster than sound speeds, limiting its use to over ocean routes. Um, let's see about price. So although the limited number of seats on the plane combined with the high relative cost, it's an optimistic type of travel. 
low-risk investment for an airline. So I don't really see anything here for the actual traveler. I keep seeing lower costs, but it's not giving us actual numbers. It looks like numerous airlines place orders for the Concorde in the 1970s. And now we're here we are, 2021. Damn. So you know what? 50 years later. Go off United Airlines when you make something affordable for us to go to. Where do we want to go, right? Vegas in 10 minutes. Great. Let's go. Pick us up and let's talk money. But as of right now, it says it's supposed to be, um, oh, net zero carbon and it will fly entirely on sustainable aviation fuel. So there we go. You know what? I'm very old-fashioned in a sense that is older than my time, but, like, if I want to go to a Polynesian island, my dream is to, like, go there by a boat. Oh, well. You it better, might take a few You weeks. better start paddling. <laughs> <laughs> you better start. Um, but, yeah, so, like, us. We'll see where this goes, but it's very, I don't know if you've seen, it's very sleek. Yeah, when slender. you sent me the link on Instagram earlier today, I was just like, this is terrifying. I would no, never. No, yeah, it is very, like, actually terrifying, but looks luxurious, but at the same time, there's so many questions raised because I kind of feel like this just popped up overnight. Yeah. So if you've heard about it, let us know. If there's something we didn't mention, let us know as well. Would you fly? on the concord let us know as well and where will you be flying to because i'll fly to new york in less than three hours it kind of sounds like taking an underground train mm-hmm. but um, like, like elon musk yeah has like proposed i'm not sure if that's still happening but i don't i'm pretty sure elon musk is not a part of this one so uh, I he, guess, should we trust him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll wait for the reviews to come out before I book my flight. There we go. All right, what about you, Rye? What's popping off? Well, one thing that I've really been buzzing about, and if you guys have been longtime listeners, then you know that any time RuPaul's Drag Race comes out with anything new or any new announcement, I am instantly obsessed. Uh, so one thing that I'm obsessed about right now is Paramount Plus because Paramount Plus is going to be hosting the 13 All-Stars chosen for season six of Great Race All-Stars. Uh, so it's going to be an exclusive. You do need a membership to it. So I just signed up for Discovery Plus because of, uh, Queen of Meth, the free trial, but I'm going to be... A monthly subscriber to Paramount Plus due to RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, three of the All Stars are going to be making their third appearance. Wow! Meaning, uh, they uh, three of them have been on All Stars previously and their original season, and then one person was on two regular seasons and is making a return. So four total. We're going to be seen for the third time. Uh, there are a lot of fan favorites. There are a lot of unexpected cast members. Uh, it's going to premiere on Thursday, June 24th. Okay. I believe there are going to be two episodes that day released. Uh, 
and look at this promo picture of the 13 queens. The wow, theme is sunset, uh, sunrise and sunset. So they're all in tones ranging from uh, purple to fuchsia to orange to yellow and soft pink and reds. And uh, we get Ginger Minge, who was a runner-up on season seven and was second out on all stars Two, eureka who had to leave the cast on season nine due to uh she's a bigger girl and she broke her acl doing the split she oh, tore shit. her acl and then she came back from season 10 and was the runner-up we have pandora box mm. who was uh i believe fifth place on season two and miss congeniality she was also first out on all stars one we have yara sophia who made it very far on all stars three and made it very far on all stars one um and those are the four returning queens and then we have trinity k bonet from season six kylie sonique love from season two who is also an out and proud trans woman uh Silky Nutmeg Ganache from season 11, who famously gave Miley Cyrus a piggyback ride on <laughs> uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. We have Serena Cha-Cha, the queen of reading uh, from season 5. She didn't make it that far, and she's probably the biggest wild card in my opinion. We also have Scarlet Envy from season 11, Raja O'Hara from season 11, your favorite, Jiggly Caliente. <laughs> From season four. And I saw that when you sent me that Instagram. How good does I know. Jiggly look? She looks amazing. I think amazing. Jiggly has made a little bit of a like transformation. Yeah, and I, and I enjoy seeing her on Pose, too, oh, yeah. honestly. She's kind of uh, had an acting debut. I think she was also on Nick, Nip Tuck before um, Pose. That was Willem. Oh, yes. Uh, we also have Jan from season 12. And we have Akira C. Davenport from season 11. So we have several season 11 queens, but I'm honestly really rooting for uh, Kylie Sonique Love, Akira Davenport, Trinity Bonet, and I'm really excited to see what Yara Sophia is going to do her third time around. Um, and. A lot of them were booted early in their debut season, uh, but based on the promo video and the promo pictures, I feel like we're in for a really, really good all-stars season. Oh my gosh. Sorry. I just had to look her up on Instagram. She Jiggly, great. Go off. Okay. I'm Jiggly all the way. <laughs> We've turned her, gals. <laughs> we have turned her, bees. Um, but that's what I'm looking most forward to. I'm also looking forward to, uh, announcing that not only, you know, as you guys know, her real big wedding is set for this coming September. Uh, she has a couple of bachelorettes, uh, planned for July, but what we're going to do right now with you guys is play a quiz that was posted on May 30th of 2021. And we're going to say I do or I don't to each of these Disney-inspired wedding dresses and we'll reveal <laughs> what age you'll get married. Okay, let's go. So the Jasmine-inspired dress I would not wear. Hmm. 
I'm gonna go with. I don't. Cinderella. I also would not. I love the top, but the bottom is just not me. I'm gonna say I don't. The oh. Ariel inspired dress. I would. I'm gonna say I don't. The Aurora inspired dress. I I don't. The waistline is too high. I say I don't. It's too. It's just too much. How about this Tiana-inspired dress? It seems too flat to I'm going to say I don't in consideration okay. of the other one. Now, the Rapunzel dress, I oh, would I will. wear every day. That Rapunzel, oh, that off-the-shoulder, mm -hmm. that whimsical look, I'm all about. The, the, the cape. Oh, beautiful. The oh, Belle-inspired dress. Uh, I like the top, but I God, don't like the bottom. I don't like this at all. Snow, Snow White. White. No. I like the top, but it would have to have a form body, but no. Also, like, I don't want to, like, uh, put emphasis on the model, but I also feel like they needed somebody with a bigger bust uh -huh. to model this correctly, and for that I say I don't. And it says that I should have gotten married four years ago. And it says I should have gotten married at 25. Well, no. you know what? <laughs> Well, who's, give or take, a few years. <laughs> Turns out we don't like Disney wedding dresses. <laughs> Turns out our bad. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Ryan. Very much in the mood. Uh, before we end things out, I want to know, what is on your queue to watch? And uh, You could just list it if you wanted to. Okay, so uh, what's on my queue those Who Wish Me Dead with Angelina Jolie. It's on HBO Max right now. HBO Max is going to have a bunch of movies coming out soon that are coming straight to HBO Max before they hit, like, actual theaters. So that is one that is definitely, like, on my top, top, top. I love Angelina Jolie. Haven't seen her in anything worthy of talking about or mentioning anytime soon. Like, I mean, Brad Pitt is, like, go off um but unfortunately with Angelina I just you know I don't have anything to like critique or not critique so those who wish me dead can't wait to watch it I guess I'll have to watch it at my parents because my HBO Max like I said earlier is not working pose I want to finish the current season on sling um, so you said there was like five episodes. There's five or six at the moment. I yeah. only watched like the first one or two with you. So I'd love to keep that going. And then Yellowstone. So Paramount on Memorial Day weekend had like a streaming fiasco of Yellowstone, um, season three. So I love to mess with Sling, HBO Max, Paramount, get it all. I'm signing. Get I'm off. signing up for Paramount uh, next next week, so I'll just give you my info. Yes, please let me know, and that way I can watch Yellowstone Hala. Um, what's on my watch list? Uh, one thing that's been on my watch list for a very, very, very long time, uh, that I have not started to watch yet is Dexter, and I oh, know that it came out over a decade ago, but something like that. Especially because they just read a recent, uh, of course, BuzzFeed listicle that uh, was like the most unexpected villains or the m actors who played like the most 
surprising characters, and one of them was John Lithgow as the 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 tri- the Trinity Killer, and he was uh, described as chilling, and it was like you know what. I've been wanting to watch this show for a long time. Now this review of this one minimal character, I kind of want to just watch the whole series. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to watch Dexter. I'm also very excited to watch this uh, new cooking show. And it's basically, uh, I'm going to look up the exact name of it right now, but it's like Kitchen Detectives. Mm. And I believe it's on Discovery+. Plus. Okay. Uh Crime Scene, yep, Crime Scene Kitchen. It's on Fox. And basically, these people have to go in to this kitchen that's already been cooked in, try to dissect what the ingredients on the counter in the mixer are, and then they have to try to recreate that dessert or dish. And then... They make it, and then they see how close they were to the dish that was previously made in that kitchen. So that seems really fun. Um, So those are the two main things that I really... I like uh, it. That's one thing that I want to catch up on, slash start watching, and something that I'm looking forward to. Okay, well, give me your Paramount um, sign-in, and we'll be golden. I've got you. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I feel like we have definitely discussed a lot of shows that are like currently on Netflix or any other platform that we are watching that are in our queue and movies like we are back live and in living color baby so um, please let us know like what you're watching what we should watch what we should leave our house to watch and maybe your current like post pandemic experiences out. Yeah, and tell us what to snack on while you're at it. Please do. And what your food festival favorite item would be. Uh-huh. Uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Gina. And we are... The, the TVBs. TV Stay buzzing, ya bees. See you next time. <laughs>